Oil investment involves a high degree of risk and actual results may vary. Oil and natural gas prices are at record levels. Now is the time to make a patriotic investment that can potentially pay you income for up to 20 or more years. If you are a high net worth SEC accredited investor, you can take advantage of Encore Energy's projects. The U.S. government needs your investment in oil and natural gas and you're allowed to write off nearly 100% of your investment in the first years. Call 1-800-2-CROSSTALK-PM is sponsored by It's a Dog's World Grooming, Boarding, and Daycare in Onalaska. This is Lacrosse Talk PM, where your voice matters. Your chance to weigh in on the issues important to you. Where you control the content. Where no topic is off limits. Annoyed by something? Have some constructive criticism? Do you have solutions to fix the problems that plague us? We want to hear from you. Weigh in with your comments on the talk and text line at 75-7914. Now, your host for Lacrosse Talk PM. Rick Sola. All right, welcome to a Friday. Oh, I joked again. I was, I was, unbelievable. Get it out of here. Welcome to a Friday of the Crosstalk PM. I was freaking out for two seconds because I potted, I turned the mic on and was doing the like test, test yeah. you know, but it wasn't working. But I didn't pot it up. I didn't, you have to turn <laughs> the volume on the mic on. And so I was like, oh, it's on. I figured it out. And then I jumped the gun on the music. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. UW Lacrosse political science professor Dr. Anthony Tregowski in with me. This is his uh, favorite song. He listens to this while he just yeah Broncos bravado. When you're doing the dishes, it really gets you like into the mood. Maybe I can play this for the baby. She's <laughs> she's seven weeks. I tried playing the Beatles for her in honor of Brad Williams's musical. Yeah, at the uh, La Crescent High School. Yep. And uh, and any reaction? Uh, You know. Seven weeks old. What do babies even do? You know, I don't know if it was the music or my singing, but it just didn't click. Maybe in a couple weeks. I mean, between Beatles music and Anthony Tregoski singing, I mean, I'm pretty sure I know what the problem was. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the problem with singing to your baby is that during the guitar solo, you don't really know what to do. Like, do you just kind of like hum along with it, or do you dance a little bit? Or I, I, well, I had no idea what to do. And that's what I was getting at. A seven-week-old baby doesn't do anything, right, except eat, sleep, poop? Yeah, pretty, pretty much. much. Like maybe, pretty much. Maybe. Yeah, like, she I don't makes know. some noises like, like that. Yeah. Sounds like uh, we, we did a Jurassic World Dominion preview. She does sound a little bit like that. Like a velociraptor. Like a velociraptor. Yeah. <laughs> uh we we uh before the show we're just you know we're kind of we're kind of running down what we want to talk about and you know there's there's the january 6th thing it's weekly now we're doing how many more are there one more of those oh uh, there's gonna be one next week that might be relevant to wisconsin and then there's more to come after that and then um you know even michael gableman yep. uh the GOP election investigator of twenty from the twenty twenty election, uh, we've surpassed the million dollar mark on. So he's, it's cost us. He, now it'd be funny if he pocketed a million dollars, but he's getting eleven thousand dollars a month, right? And uh, we've extended that at least three times. Yep. Um, so we've we've surpassed a million dollars in taxpayer money to review the twenty twenty election. Uh, this would be the third or fourth review, right? Because we've already done it a couple of times. Yep. Um, GOP governor race, Tim Michaels, 
against same sex reaffirms the fact that he's against same sex marriage. Yep. So these are you know these are like controversies that we could talk about today. Yep. Um, and then you know we could deep dive into the January sixth thing because there's. There's uh and uh but is there any other ones that just just kind of overview? Let's see. We've things. got Planned Parenthood of Wisconsin is not scheduling abortion procedures after June 25th in anticipation of the Supreme Court ruling overturning Roe versus Wade. Okay, and we also have you know this isn't there's an AP story generally about this. It doesn't specifically mention Wisconsin, but uh, attorneys general yep. are not are, are some of them are not going to punish women who get an abortion. If, if the law in that state says that, in Wisconsin is one of those attorneys general. Correct. At Josh Call has indicated that he will not enforce the very, very old, going back to the 1850s, ban on abortion in Wisconsin, except in the case of the life of the mother. Yep, created the year after Wisconsin became a state. We've, we're, we're going back and we're using that as the law of the land. Um, but all these controversial things, you, 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 on your way Lots in. Lots of controversy. On your way in. You but pass, this is the big controversy. Well, there's multiple controversies here. <laughs> on your way in, you passed a billboard. I did. For a taco place. Yep. National taco place. Right. On there. Now, it's not. Okay, so it's a soft shell taco from yes. here. I don't know if you can get a hard shell. Uh, a honey barbecue fried chicken taco. Yeah, I saw the billboard and I had so many conflicting feelings about it. I mean, I love honey barbecue chicken, especially honey barbecue fried chicken, but in taco form, there I'm not sure because it has the tortilla, it has lettuce and cheese, and it's in a taco formation. And so I don't know if that is good or not. What if we chalupa'd it? Is it because chalupa is yeah. like a fried. No, what is it? Chalupa is like a bigger taco. Yeah, I'm it's thinking, like a more robust shell. I'm trying. What I'm, what I'm trying to think of the shell that's deep fried. Is that yeah, a chalupa? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the chalupa. Okay, so yeah. if we, what if we deep fried the shell and then put deep fried chicken in it? Yeah, it's like how can we make this fried chicken even more horrible for you? <laughs> or wonderful? I don't know. Or amazing? Also, okay, so the there's one controversy. The other controversial take, and this is just personally, is I'm not like a huge fan of barbecue. Sure. And like if and like ah fried chicken barbecue. You want fried chicken? Yes. Do you want fried chicken? Do you want to put barbecue on it? Well, no. It's fr- I got fried chicken. I don't need also the thing. I'm good. Like and then I was thinking like everybody in the world gets fried chicken wings. Sure. And it always comes with sauces except when I get it, I just get it plain because I'm a weirdo. Like uh, I don't not want, even some ranch or blue cheese. Definitely not ranch or blue cheese. I uh-huh. might maybe something to. Maybe just to dip it into like some some kind of like garlicky, just something. But but also it's fried chicken. Like you don't take a like a a breast, a fried chicken breast. Think about like the you know Kentucky Fried Chicken, right? And dip that. Did you imagine like taking the giant breast and then dipping the thing in some sauce? You would be that you would be a caveman, an animal. I don't know if caveman would do it, but it'd be weird if caveman had fried chicken. But uh, you'd be considered an just. Like cast out of society for dipping regular fried chicken chicken breast into some kind of like ranch dressing or something. This reminds me of my doctoral dissertation advisor who, when we weren't talking about my doctoral dissertation, we would talk about the preparation of fine meats. And he always said that if it's great meat, you don't need any sauce. True. And there's something to that. If it's great meat, you also don't need to batter it and, f- and fry it. Fair right? point. Probably. Fair but point. 
we've done that. So we, of course we, he also he's I, wrong here. Yeah, and I don't totally trust him because in North Carolina, where I did my doctoral work, they use vinegar as like their barbecue sauce. So they don't have the sweet barbecue sauce that we do. It's basically just like vinegar. And it's disgusting, but they love it down there for some reason. I mean, there's different levels of this. Like, fine meat doesn't need some sauce. Uh, you get a steak, you put A1 on it. Or if you're Donald Trump, you burn a steak and put ketchup <laughs> on it. I think that he does you both of those. well done. It's super well done and use ketchup, which is just like, I mean, there's the red flag right there. Talk about red flag. Yeah. I mean, that's the red. Like, wait, wait a minute. The, the, this guy burns his steak. Well, getting it well done is red flag number one. Yeah, with ketchup then, is red flag put, number two. I mean, because it's so burnt, you need to put ketchup on it. It's kind of, I guess. It's basically a hockey puck. Right. You, yeah. The two wrongs here make a right. But that's, I mean, that was like right then and there. Like, I know the grab him by the bleep that should have ended the presidency. But if somebody would have came out and said Donald Trump burns his steak. And then puts ketchup on it. Joe Biden would have won by more than 20,000 votes here. Or no, Joe, I guess that already knew it. But like before that, Hillary Clinton would have, you know, just <laughs> landslide in Wisconsin, I think. That's what would have happened. Nobody would have been like, well, Hillary didn't campaign here during the, you know, the primary. Not the primary, but but during the election season. Right. Uh, all she would have had to do is like, I don't burn my steak yeah. with ketchup on it. Yeah. 608-785-7914 is the talking text line. If you got questions, we can talk about that January 6th hearing. Uh, we can talk about some other stuff. Number three's always... Number three's always got something uh, out of the blue here. Number three, you're on with Trigoski. Go ahead. Well, I tell you, I'm going to go to Schmitty's right now because this sounds like Mike Hayes' Cooley region cooks. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you're going to go eat? Yeah, right. Or are you going to go that drink? That little guy you got there from the college, he's getting to be pretty popular. He's on television a couple times this week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we could talk about that, too. Another controversial thing, uh, you know, Republican Party of Wisconsin has a um, election integrity, integrity meeting but doesn't open it up to the the public that was or think, the, the, not the public the press. little guy number three is just revealing that i lied about my height on my driver's license oh you did huh? okay <laughs> all right well all you right, go well, you hey schmitty's schmitty's got pretty good fried you, chicken right up the good work now this tonight now i'm going to go to schmitty's okay are you, are you gonna get fried chicken at schmitty's they got fried oh, chicken i there, always right? have fish i had roasted chicken tuesday night oh there you go all right well have a good all fish right. fry yeah keep your powder dry now. all right thanks a lot <laughs> That'll be a kind of, we'll have to we'll have to cancel that statement eventually, right? Keep your powder dry. I mean, yeah, it's just uh, number three headed to Schmitty's. Can't listen to us talk about food. The irony there. All right, we'll be back. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four is the talking text line. UW Lacrosse political science professor Dr. Anthony Chagoski in here. Uh, we got a texter that wanted to, to really break down OPEC and the production of gas and versus the U.S. and its production of gas. And then the text was so long, it just ended. Because <laughs> like, sometimes like some people's texts just don't get all the way through. He might have added a chart there. And I just said, you know, if we're doing numbers and charts, it's hard to like convey that stuff over radio. It just doesn't make for great. It's hard to follow along. Um, and I and I texted him back. Also, can we just we could just keep talking about fried chicken? I mean, we all can relate. We could bring the country together on on even different differing viewpoints on fried chicken. Like we yeah. can we can be together. Also, uh, have a conversation opposing views, but it, but it would be a good roundtable discussion. And he texts back, "Okay, Cooley Region." Cooks. Well, maybe for. 
the next Cooley Region Cooks, we can have a roundtable on fried chicken. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why uh, Hayes doesn't invite us in on Thursday. <laughs> and we just, you know, he can make us fried chicken. <laughs> Although the last time he fried something in here, whew, didn't smell great. Didn't smell great. Like, it's like that person that microwaves fish in the break room. Oh, no. And the rest that of, person. Yeah, right. Uh, 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Um, all right. We, Eric's, Eric's on hold. Put you on hold. Eric, Bob is calling in. You got your headphones handy. Oh, you got them on. Uh, Bob, go on. Go ahead. You're on the air with Anthony. Oh, sorry, Bob. Uh, we know. Yep. Go ahead. Now you're on. Go. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hi. Um, we know pretty soon the Supreme Court is going to come out with, uh, their decision on overturning a role versus Wade. Um, I'm a pro-lifer. Um, you know, they might not overturn it. And if they don't overturn it, um, th- there won't be violence on the streets. But we do know, because through intelligence, the National Guard is on high alert, um, that if Roe versus Wade is overturned, that the left is going to do unbelievable violence in the, in, in the country. Um, the question to you two is, if there is violence in the streets, uh, would you condemn it, you two, or would you guys say it's justified? Uh, can you answer that define, question? Define violence. Um, burning, destruction, just like the 2020 riots were. Yeah, I'd condemn it. Yeah, you, you probably shouldn't be burning buildings. Yes. Yeah. There you go. I'd condemn it. I would condemn it. All right, Eric, Eric, you're on. Go ahead. Or would you guys, hello? Go ahead. You're on the air. Yeah, um, I was wondering, uh, Mr. Rizowski, may I ask you a question? Sure, Eric. Have you ever heard of a man named Marcus Pomeroy in history? Who? Marcus Marcus Pomeroy, M-A-R-C-U-S, Pomeroy, P-O-M-E-R-O-Y. No. You have? Okay, thanks, Eric. Well, <laughs> easy, that was easy. Okay. Um, that was the easiest question ever, yes, no. Uh, you learn that eventually in journalism as you're asking, well, in my world, high school's kids sports questions don't ask them yes or no questions because they will give you a yes or no answer well eric one time asked me if i could recite the opening to your show like where big voice guy introduces the show Mm -hmm. that was a yes or no question yes the answer was no no i can't or you could have lied and said yes and you know um all right where do we want to where do we want to start here did i think where, where, what were we just talking about? I feel like we were diving into something politics. Yeah, you know, we obviously could talk, could note that with regard to Roe versus oh, Wade. We were um, on the break. We were on the break talking about, and that was interesting. The the so let's just do this. Gableman. Oh, we're sure. at, we're at a yep. million dollars with Gableman. Yeah, yeah. Taxpayer money. But here, I'm just going to spin this to what we were talking about in the break. Um, Gableman. Is, so one way taxpayers are funding this election investigation. Right. And another way, we're suing somehow. Robin Voss has lawyer fees. Yep. Robin Voss, the Assembly Speaker, the the yeah Assembly Speaker, right. Republican, and he's ordered this investigation. Certainly the most powerful Republican in the state legislature. But you brought up lawyer fees, and you said he's uh, he's amassed twelve million dollars in lawyer fees since yeah. the beginning of the year. Yeah. So. The Gableman investigation into the 2020 election, the investigation ordered by Robin Voss to get the kind of the Trump supporters off his back because they were they were 
uh, disenchanted with what they viewed as a lack of energy on Robin Voss's part when it came to looking into the election. So Voss launches this investigation with former Wisconsin Supreme Court Justice Michael Gableman. It was supposed to cost about $600,000 last a few months. We're well beyond that in terms of the cost and the timeline. And so we are at the $1 million mark in terms of taxpayer funding for this election review. It includes lawsuits. It includes other aspects of the review, including Michael Gableman's $11,000 a month salary. But the legal bills, according to a review by WizPolitics.com that they put out today, the legal bills are just one part of $12 million total that GOP legislative leaders in Wisconsin have spent on private attorneys since January 2019. Okay, and you say that legislators have spent. Yep, $12 million spent by legislature GOP legislative leaders in the last three years or so. But are they paying for those lawyers? Uh, no. No. That would be a no. So taxpayers are on the hook for $12 million. So, and this is the, this is the gambit I always bring up is, is, you know, what, what conspiracy theory do you want to bring up? Well, how about the left and the right just continually to bash each other and, and, and call out each other and then sue each other. And then the, because they got all the lawyers in their, in, in their back pockets going, yeah, you sue them for this. And then we'll take, you know, like, so the, the right, there you go. $12 million on one side of this. Uh, Republican side, you know, and there's probably let's do the review on the Democrat side because I bet it's just as much. Yeah. And and the main drivers of the cost, according to Wiz Politics, were the lame duck session before Tony Evers took office, where the Republicans in the legislature peeled back some of the powers of the governor. There were lawsuits over that. That added some money to the tab. Then you have the 2020 election review that has added money to the legal tab. 2022 redistricting added a lot of money to the tab for the lawyers. All told, it's millions of dollars. In fact, GOP leaders, according to WizPolitics, have become so reliant on outside counsel, outside lawyers, that they are paying a firm $20,000 a month to just organize private attorneys and negotiate contracts with the private attorneys. So we've hired lawyers to hire lawyers. We have we have lawyers to hire lawyers. That's how much we're lawyered up in Wisconsin government. It's un, it's unreal. This is, this should be like, and this isn't. Did this come out today? Because then yes. this, yes. so a Friday news dump right. also, like right. a, a you know whatever time they came out. How about you put this out on Monday with politics? I don't understand why <laughs> yeah. why the websites if they want to get clicks and if they want to get stuff talking like this, why they put this stuff out on a Friday. New York Times does this all the time too. It'll bring up. In fact, don't we have a New York Times story that came out today just kind of based on but the New York Times thing, I guess some of this because you said last week Thursday is like prime time day to bring out major news because yes. I, well, for whatever reason. So we had a January 6th committee hearing last night. Um so the New York Times story that I'm referring to is 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 written up from this hearing yesterday. Um All right. So yeah, we'll, let's let's get into that in a minute. I Guess I gotta do the news, so we're just gonna take a break. You gotta, I gotta gotta do, and it's literally me, so I'm doing the news. I will say I recorded it before the show, so we could yap in between (laughs) the breaks. That's right. I didn't put a song in because I have to do this manually. I'm on vacation every single day because I love my occupation. 
I'm on Dirty heads. Dirty heads, that's what's called. You should go and change it. Hopefully they don't start swearing here. I'll have to dump the 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. I'm Rick Solom, UW Lacrosse Political Science Professor Dr. Anthony Chagoski. On with me. Did you hit all the news outlets this week? Uh not all of them this week. Uh, was happy to talk to some people in Milwaukee and Madison. Uh, good stuff. I meant local news out. Did I say local? Because it would be hard for you to hit all the news outlets, <laughs> even in the state. But the, you know, like the two TV stations, the Trib, uh, us. You know, uh, you're us here now. But I, I believe, I believe number three earlier was referring to one of my appearances on one of the local news stations where I was discussing the start of the election integrity tour that the Republicans are embarking on starting in lacrosse. Yeah, they did that on Wednesday morning. Uh, I think the, the, it was obvious that the press was not going to be allowed in there. Uh, our agent tried to get in there. We had a secret agent try to get in there. They were, no, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> It would be nice. Hey, anyone go to that election they put integrity? Brad Williams undercover, give him like a fake nose and mustache. Yeah, the, the plastic nose mustache glasses thing that people wear. Um, I bet I guarantee Brad has that at home. I'm almost. Oh, I, of course he does. I almost guarantee, and we would ask him, but he is. Uh, I think opening opening weekend for his play in La Crescent. If you yeah, want to go see, sounds like a really good play. Brad is producing, uh, uh, directing, I believe, uh, a, a musical about the Beatles, or not about the Beatles, but a musical that includes Beatles. It's all Beatles music. Yeah, he said it's like about the time period and incorporates the music of the Beatles. Yeah, Brad's favorite uh, music group is the Beatles, too. So it's right up his alley, and uh, he doesn't do any work around here anymore. He just does that. It's unbelievable. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I want to do, uh, I just want to roll some of that stuff uh, locally because we're, you know, we're hitting on, we usually do this. And the January 6th thing, you know, we, we could spend a whole show on that. But, um, but with the, uh, so Wednesday, yeah like how much how much information did you do you do you get any information about what happened behind those closed doors at uh, these? no i i don't have any inside info on that i have guesses about what happened but like you said rick the media was not permitted to attend the statewide election integrity tour it kicked off in on alaska and it's going around the state to kind of the major cities in Wisconsin. And it, it was hard, honestly, to comment on for the news story because I was sort of just speculating, really, about yeah. about what was going on there. I mean, obviously, we know where a lot of Republicans stand on the 2020 election and on the issue of election integrity. And we might imagine that when you are behind closed doors without the media, you're talking about this issue in a certain way that you might not talk about, or you might talk about it in a bit of a different way well, if the, the media word, was there. The word integrity is ironic there yeah. then when you don't open it up for everybody to see what's going on. Yeah, I mean, it just means that there was a lack of transparency in my view it's obviously a relevant issue for Republicans and just made me really curious what they're talking about. Uh, I, I will never know what they were talking about. Apparently, one of the news stations did get a copy of film uh, that was taken from inside the event in Alaska. Yeah. But the state Republican Party reached out to them asking slash telling them to not use it. And they agreed to not use it. Right. 
So as this tour goes on, somebody, one of the, you know, somebody somewhere is going to figure out and maybe it's, maybe it'll be nothing. It's just weird that you go, well, we're not going to let the news in um, so that everybody can see what's going on. And they, I think the Republicans posed it as a way of recruiting uh, uh, what election officials. Uh, yeah. To, to yeah. Check, to, volunteers, to essentially. To, to get volunteers to work the polls and to be election observers, all really important things. But again, I like transparency when we are dealing with elections. The more transparency, the better when we're dealing with elections. And that applies to both parties. That applies to nonpartisan election administration. So I I was disappointed that the press wasn't allowed in, but that's their choice. And they will uh, experience the consequences of that, both in terms of how they could maybe speak more candidly or say things that they otherwise wouldn't say if the press was there, but also that those of us on the outside are left to guess and speculate about what exactly this election integrity tour is. It would have been interesting if you would have showed up and said, yeah, I want to, can I, can I come in? Like would they, Uh, I am the advisor to the UW lacrosse college Republicans. So maybe that would be my card in the door. I feel like we missed an opportunity here to have, you. I could have been the undercover guy. Well, even, even the, or not even undercover. You don't even have to be undercover. I wouldn't have even needed the fake nose and mustache. And also would they've let you in? I'm very curious about that because you could, do you have a card that says you're the advisor of the GOP party of the UW? I could, I I, I don't have like a ID card. We've got a laminator upstairs. We could make one. Yeah. Um, all right. So going to going back to transparency, we've seen a protest outside of City Hall this sure, week. Sure. Uh, a protest against banning conversion therapy. So whatever you're not an expert on, you know, I, I, I have somebody that texts in and has called in and is very is given very good reasons of why conversion therapy is bad for people. It's just that and that's where I stand on that. But we've had protests. We have about 30 people outside City Hall. And the irony here is, you know, when you talk about transparency, this has been on the gone, went through committee two weeks ago. It went through the Lacrosse City Council a week ago, and then the protest happens, hoping the mayor is going to veto it. Except that he signed it into what you know, signed the ordinance. I was going to say into law. I don't know how you want to how do you want to phrase signed the order signed it into ordinance um, the day after or the day before the protest. So the protest happened a one day too late, a week too late, and two weeks too late. And maybe even before that, because the when it goes to committee, it goes on the agenda, which means it was on the agenda a week before the agenda came out or a week before the, the, the committee meeting happened. So it was on the agenda like the Thursday before that Tuesday meeting. So four weeks too late. So your protest is, is late and now you're calling this out. Well, you had all the opportunity in the past month to do this and to tend to, to rile the base, or rile the supporters of protesters against <laughs> banning it's like a double negative I like did. i support not i having support not having conversion therapy or banned. not having it yeah so it's it's I, weird I, but yet- i can't even think that way on a friday afternoon rick <laughs> like it's twisting my brain in knots but yeah. i mean you and brad williams were talking about this on wednesday that you know even with lacrosse city government working at lightning speed and this would be considered lightning speed by city government standards here there is still plenty of opportunities for people to weigh in on this issue it went slow enough and went through enough steps in the process where people could have weighed in if they wanted to they waited until the last minute based on what i know about mayor mitch reynolds you've known him longer than i have but based on what i saw during his campaign kind of what i've 
gleaned from getting to know him, there's never a chance he was going to veto it. It was shocked me if he vetoed it. Yeah, he's not going to veto it. And in fact, I think he was a little beholden to say, I'm not vetoing this. Because yeah. his words were, it wasn't even in, it wasn't a consideration, I yeah, think is yeah. what he said. It's like, not only would Mitch not veto this, but for him to not even consider it, that doesn't surprise me one bit based on what I know about Mitch. And so that makes this protest rather curious, like you said, Rick, because it's very late in the process. In fact, so late that Mitch had already signed this particular policy. Yeah, like I said, a month late. You started this thing a month late. Yeah, they held the protest on a Tuesday. Mitch signed it on a Monday. 30 people could have showed up at a committee meeting and went, hey, I mean, I, I literally wrote an article and Brad goes, this could have been a Friday news dump, Brick, because the, but the, the, it just so happens that the agenda comes out on a Thursday night and therefore it was in a story on Friday and therefore it becomes a Friday news dump. But you have Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, we're reading it on the air. It's going to be committee tomorrow. And then Tuesday, the committee meeting happens and where anyone is welcome to come. That's the whole point of a committee meeting. Yeah. So I don't buy the complaints from this group about the process. I mean, now the policy, they are welcome to express their opinions about, right? I mean, anyone can be for conversion therapy or against it. There's evidence surrounding the effectiveness of conversion therapy. People in the professions of medicine and psychology have said that it's harmful. There is evidence that it does cause harm. But if people want to weigh in that evidence, if they want to weigh in other factors, that's up to them. But the merits of the policy versus the process are different matters. Like the process, there was nothing really mysterious about the process here. It's not like the city government pulled a fast one on people. You can protest the policy, but protests against the process ring a little hollow to me. Yeah, and Brad wanted to, on Wednesday, if you want to listen to the show, wisdomnews.com slash podcast, Brad wanted to bring up that this was lightning speed for city government. You brought that up. Also, I brought up that the uh, the 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 fe- uh, feral cat ban or or pro feral <laughs> when the city became pro feral cats. First of all, we did that. We did a, like a whole week of that show. I brought it up for a whole week. Also moved quote unquote lightning fast, and I did get a text from the mayor, like a little ha ha. Take that, Solom. You know, after because I because I'm definitely against what the city did as a passing an ordinance. And, uh, you know, there was more support than, you know, whatever I was voicing so, on the so show. So you, you weren't able to galvanize the support to stop this from going into law. No, I couldn't. I couldn't even bring experts on, uh, even though I brought like a Georgetown University expert who's written a book on this, on uh, how it is bad. Just not persuasive. It, it wasn't persuasive enough. And then I had the mayor talking bleep to me. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. I want to talk about this, the St. Charles, Minnesota uh, police chase uh, when we come back. And also... Chergosky, you know, we have the Scooby-Doo thing, but did you see this story too? Oh, yeah. Speaking of cats. 47 cats rescued out of a hot car in Minnesota as well. Two Minnesota stories. All right. Welcome back to the Crosstalk PM 608-785-7914. Two stories. We got like three stories to get to and we've got, uh, let's see, a minute, two minutes, three minutes. So we got to get out. We got a couple minutes. We got it. We got it. Plenty of time. Um, I want to do the St. Charles one first, just because I have. So St. Charles police got somebody yesterday w- with a what they called a, a vast criminal history, something like that, right? St. Charles, Minnesota is between Rochester and Winnow. And what happened, and we, you know, like you could go public records request the how this started, but it, but it started with a guy running a stop sign. 
you can add the, you can add the piece that he ran a stop sign, and what the police said in their in their report was almost hit an officer. Now, was the officer walking or driving? Was he in a car? Because when I was 16, I ran a red light. Apparently, I'm still not even sure if I ran the red light. And the cops like, you know what you just did? He's yelling at me if he pulls me over, and I'm like, I don't know, speeding because I'm a dumb 16 year old, and that's the only thing I think I ever do. He's like, you know, you ever ran that red light and you almost like T-boned me, and I was like. Well, no, I didn't almost T-bone you because the whole time I was driving, all I saw was cop, 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 16, cop, cop, it's Friday night, cop, don't get, you know, whatever, I'm just paranoid 16-year-old. And so I didn't look at the light as the cop is to my right in the intersection, you know, waiting to go through. Uh, So I definitely didn't almost hit him because the only thing I was focused on was him and therefore didn't see a red light. Um, So so anyway, that was sidebar. The, The police... He, this guy ran a stop sign, almost apparently hit a cop, whether he's in a car or not. Cop, and then he and then he runs two more stop signs. So now the the chase is the on. chase is on. And uh, at some point, the guy gets out, of, hits a dead end road, gets out, and starts running. That's when the police call a shelter in place order for that area of that block. But they accidentally called a shelter in place order for all of Winona County. Oh no! For a guy that got out of a car and started running because he rolled some stop signs. Oh and, no! And maybe pissed off the police because he almost hit an officer, whether they were in a car or walking. Called a shelter in place for all of Winona County, but also they just whoops, we didn't mean that. Um, two hour two hour manhunt for this guy who they don't know. If he has a weapon, so they they have no idea because they don't know who he is. He's just the guy that ran a stop sign and started running. So first of all, like this is where we're at in society. Anyone that gets out of their car and starts running, he might have a gun. So we'd be doing shelter in place orders every day. Second of all, they they locked down the whole county. Like schools were in lockdown. Uh, they later apologized for it. Third of all, they had St. Charles Police, Lewiston Police, the State Patrol, helicopter, uh, Olmstead County Police. Winona Sheriff's Department and additional Winona Sheriff's Department canine units, plural, looking for this guy. So we have five to six agencies, depending on if you want to add the canine units to their own thing, looking for a guy. For two hours, they look for him, didn't find him. So, okay, the the helicopter's flying around looking for a guy that you don't. Uh, girl, a woman was in the car with the guy. So they they question the woman, eventually figure out who he is. Oh, he's a guy with a, a vast criminal history, they said. I don't know what. CCAP in Wisconsin is a little easier than Minnesota. Um, but anyway, vast criminal history. Well, when they learned who he was, they called off the shelter-in-place order because he's not posing a, da- a threat. He's not dangerous. So his criminal history is at least the fact that he's not criminally like dangerous to the rest of the society. Therefore, we can call off the shelter-in-place order. So when the unknown assailant is out there with... We 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 got to call shelter in place because he may or may not have a gun because everybody may or may not have a gun now, and so and then also like all these agencies are out to look for this guy, didn't find him in two hours, called off the search. Well, somebody calls the police and says, "Hey, we see this guy. He's he's walking down a gravel road in Dover, which is five miles away from St. Charles." And so two the St. Charles police and another agency go to that gravel road, find him hiding in the woods, arrest him without incident, just whatever you know, just like a regular arrest. Um, so like we have this like statewide almost manhunt for this guy who ran a red who ran a stop sign. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, what is that? Right, it, it goes to the use of law enforcement resources and also raises questions about that huge shelter in place order, how that happened. Yeah, and they apologize for that. And then you know a lot of the comments on Facebook because they post this you know 
the whole report and also at the bottom, the the, the chief there po- apologized. He said we didn't try sure. that. And all the comments on Facebook, hey, no, no big deal. I'd rather be safe than sorry. Essentially, they're all supporting the police there. And I'm just like, that was a lot. That was a lot of resources, a lot of taxpayer money to to get into uh, to get to get a guy that rolled some stop signs. And maybe he had a criminal history, but we don't they didn't put what the, his criminal history was. Um, and, and so there's just, you know, there's some information there. It just kind of makes me mad. Um, I'm, I'm not going to get to the 47 cats living in a car rescue. But they're okay, right? Uh, they're rescued. They're at a, yep. That, that one is, uh, on wisdomnews.com. This one, other one, not on wisdomnews.com. The mystery machine from the <laughs> iconic, what the story says, iconic 2002 live action Scooby-Doo movie is, uh, up for Airbnb. Yeah. So if you want to stay in the mystery machine that was used in a mediocre live action Scooby-Doo movie, you can just go to Airbnb. <laughs> That was one of two. And also, if you want to get attacked by a bear. Yeah. That was our other Airbnb story of the week, where this bear in a California Airbnb went through and destroyed this house. And the picture just looks like my dog knocked over the garbage can, which happens (laughs) multiple times a week. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Have a great, great weekend.